Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. We got our uh, trivia winner, uh, unknown texter, uh, Austin, to be in contact with you. The answer is UCLA. I actually didn't know that. I figured that uh, I know he learned a 3-3-5 at San Diego State, so I figured he went there. But he went to UCLA. UCLA. Uh, and uh, went to, he was a free agent with Buffalo Bills, played the Ottawa Rough, Rough Riders in the CFL. So uh, big ups to Coach Tony White. Uh, but this is Jay Foreman, DP, Austin on the ones and twos, old school. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients at Butcher Shop, 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat and every type of cut. We were into the final um preseason rankings ucla is at 28 so we're keep going on so we won't have to really expand on them the fighting chip kelly's we'll see them in in less than 12 months or in about 12 months then you have minnesota and iowa and wisconsin that's the the middle part that's the meat right that's the grown man crew mm-hmm. right um that's the level that nebraska has to get to before they try to get to the promised land, and that's to get through these these three, these three. And, I, and a way, I, reason why I say that is, if you can handle your business in that first, you know, four, right, and then you can find a way, eventually or whenever, to win two of the two or three of these games, or obviously three and zero would be great. You're well on your way. If it was still in Indianapolis, number one, winning the West, and then being in, in Indianapolis. But these three teams has really been a thorn in Nebraska's side. And they all do one thing well. Show up every single week and play their brand of football, which is physical, uh, no mistakes, well coached, so forth and so on, uh, which has obviously been the opposite in Nebraska. So if Nebraska gets consistent um, and is able to develop and get physically able, I think the skill position you know, always kind of favors Nebraska, but you're not going to be able to show that skill if you can't get out of your own way. So you think when you think of Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, they're all there. If I'm Minnesota, I'm a little bit. I'm gonna ask you guys: Would you be? Am I using that? I would use this as some not bulletin board, but some motivational things. We won nine games, right? Minnesota won nine games. Mm-hmm. Iowa won what seven? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Wisconsin, you know, they you know they were so-so last year. But they're both ranked significantly higher than, than us in Minnesota. Nebraska, uh, Minnesota is currently a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Nebraska. And that's the way it should be. I mean, they should they should be favored at home. Okay, Jay Foreman, what you, you, which way are you leaning? For what? Seven-and-a-half. Like, like betting? Or, yeah. or do I think who's going to win? Supporting the theory that Minnesota is seven and a half points better than Nebraska, yes or no? Well, I mean, well, I hear her here. Austin, here. help him out because he, like, I, I don't know. I'm not a better, so I don't know. I, I, neither, I don't, neither am yeah, I. I don't but that's really why know. I, ask I, don't, I mean, essentially, they're saying that in order for somebody to win money, if you pick Minnesota, they can win by eight points, right? Is that, yeah. or is, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have no idea. All I, I could see why they're favored. Right, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's. If I'm Nebraska, I'm cool with it. That's all your favorite. That's what I'm thinking. That's it. So really, they must not see something in you that normally should be the 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 spread. Right? We won four games last year. We had a tremendous amount of turnover in our roster. Thirty nine new guys. Right? Uh, Two potential, well, one starter and one potential starter left the program right as camp or during camp started, and you're only a seven and a half point favorite at home. I right. I, I, I mean, I, that's what I mean. I wouldn't be. Of course, I would want to be favored, right? You know, Nebraska, but I'm not thinking it'd be different if you're saying, okay, Minnesota's a twenty-one and a half point favorite at home. I'm just Austin. You which which side do you lean on? Good. Is this a good I call okay. Again, in the same not a better never place to bet camp. Seven and a half is a bad number if you want to take Minnesota. I, I do know that from my limited experience. Um, so I would recommend not betting on it. I would say I know seven and a half points more information about what Minnesota is, what Minnesota wants to do. Sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Are, are they going to be seven and a half points better on opening day? I don't know. I think they should be favored. The exact number of points, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it It's hard be, because Minnesota, like, the year that they won, they had their magical year, right? Mm-hmm. They went 3-0 and and should have been 0-3. Mm-hmm. Now, should have, could have, would have, but, I mean. Last if, minute, it, it, last it, minute. Well, yep. if the linebacker for, for South Dakota State <laughs> dropped in the cover three drop, which they're going to do Friday night when we when me and Nick do the – uh, Northwest, uh, Lincoln Northwest and Pius game, you'll see cover three. Huh. That's the bait. You'll see it at Little League. If he would have just dropped cover three and made the tackle, the game's over. He forgot to drop and cover three. The flat route came through the flat route. I wanted to be a part of that conversation when dude came to the sideline. Right. <laughs> this is the Bruh. basic. Bruh. That's, right. that's literally is, the, the entire this is, conversation. This is the, the, well, South Dakota State has actually rebounded because they won the, the national championship, but that's a program builder and for both teams if they would have completed and beat them, but then it was for Minnesota. And what I'm saying is whether it's that game on a Thursday night that they probably should have lost but won. They found a way to win. Let's give them credit. Fresno had them too. Right. Well, even before that, it was Georgia State. Georgia State. Georgia State (laughs) had them on the ropes. And Fresno, trick-off session out there in Fresno on a hot night, found a way to give it up. So what I'm saying is the Minnesota team that you might face when Nebraska usually faces them maybe not be the Minnesota team that they face on the 31st because they haven't hit the rhythm and they have a new quarterback, new running back, new identity, 
And even though you have some skill position, a lot of skill position guys coming back, tight end and plethora of receivers, they've never played with this quarterback before. And they have, which I think is the ultimate sin, co-offensive coordinators. I do not know how that works. <laughs> okay, here's Would you is. rather have two offensive coordinators or two quarterbacks? No, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Is the it the same theory for offensive well, coordinators? Well, but one coordinator understands that me asking Jay – to run Veer versus me asking Austin to run Veer may be different. I understand that part. Having you two call plays together, oh boy, that well, yeah. Who's gonna who's gonna be the play call? Like who's gonna be the the guy? I guess from upstairs or on the field that's gonna every other call, play. call the play. Every other play. Jay, you to... got first down. Uh, Austin <laughs> got second down. Uh, or are Jay, you doing, or are you doing a series? Because it, like so, <laughs> so if Austin's the head coach and we're co-offensive coordinators, and I'm waiting my second series, I'm looking at what I might not be looking at what he's calling that's working. I'm looking like I want my plays to be better than him. Yeah, Kellen Moore style. Watch this. Right. Watch this. So now watch I'm this, coaching. Now I'm coaching for myself mm-hmm. or calling plays for myself. And not to win the game because and I'm taking DP out of his rhythm. He found something right. that worked. Right, or I might just do the opposite. And I don't even be- like D- you know, he don't even like DP. Right, <laughs> like he he want Rico in the game right. so he can do some other stuff. And then you're thinking like, man, he gets to do the first series. He gets to do the first fifteen like a lot of people do. PJ Fleck is going to have to do. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he has it. I'm sure this is what they've been working through. But the birdie up in Minnesota has told me. Out of camp, it has not been as smooth as it as it had been. Now, when you lose a stalwart at running back, lose your quarterback that started to take on the look of his head coach, start to your six year center, six year center, who's the best center in the, in the draft and one of the best offensive linemen to come out in the draft, and a couple other guys. I understand that, but the rhythm and rhythm on the offense isn't there. And when you're playing a pretty well stacked defense at all three levels. It makes it even harder. So where's the confidence? Where's the continuity? Where is the pecking order? Let's just say, let's just let's just play devil's advocate for the Minnesota Gophers. We're in game four. And play caller two has, you know, when they chart everything, his offense seems to be better. The the quarterback seems to play better underneath. Do you switch? You know, who who's going to – okay, fine. Say one's calling the passing plays, one's calling the run plays. Who's deciding when you're passing and running? Because a passing game coordinator, he wants to pass the ball. Get Kellen Moore. I need sunshine in the game. Right. I need sunshine at quarterback. Once he learned how to do the pitch, <laughs> right? Like this is this is the like the chaos. Well, it could be potential chaos. Yeah. And I can talk from personal experience. I felt like the first year under under Frank was a little bit of chaos because Frank was an offensive guy under To. Had some other assistant coaches I wanted to call. That was probably the most frustrating as a defender that I saw. Now, I will say this. This meet and grind, big boy football threesome, right? Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota all have big sores that they, they like holes in their game that they hadn't had before. We just talked about Minnesota. Now, let's just go, let's just skip over Iowa because there's news coming out of Iowa, Iowa City as well. What? Let's go to Wisconsin, <laughs> right? A to- Look, we met Braylon Allen. Austin, did we let him off the hook on that, or do we tease? Oh, no, we're, we're, getting, getting, to we're, we're getting, getting to it. We're getting to it. Yeah, okay. Okay. we're skipping it for now. Okay. It's the last we, game of the season. Okay. Look, yeah. we keep Iowa. Like, I'm riding along. I'm riding along. We keep Iowa for last. Yeah. 
because we want everybody okay. to, to stick it to Iowa. Got it, got Wisconsin, it. we saw Braylon Allen at uh, St. Elmo's. That's a big brother that's put together. Whew. And he's given – listen, I saw Cam Taylor Britt try to bump tackle him. He flew off him like a little gnat. He, look, and he has home run speed. Braylon Allen walked, in, walked into our dinner space and stood next to Jay Foreman. And gave him the, what Bernie Mac said. Look at me like I'm small. Right. I like. Did, okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He he was he's a big fan of Mon Green. Grew up watching Amon Green. Uh, Rashawn somehow ran into him outside. He shows up. He's talking to Amon. Me and Farley are there, and I and I've seen him play right because I've been on the sidelines when we play, and I and I was like, how is this big dude at 17 years old this fast? Okay, like. Where what is he eating and what did he eat in high school? Because he was a linebacker in high school, and they had injuries, which is Berger, who's at Michigan State, and it was like he's like, hey coach, I know you got me over here playing defense, but you know I told it to pill before. They're like, yeah, the next the thing, reverse Jay Foreman, right? Well, he actually could run, so I saw him there, and I'm looking, and he had like a white shirt on, and I was like, and I'd seen him before, so I knew he was a big big dude, right? But then I'm like, man, then I'm sizing him up. I'm like, man, like I'm thinking like, okay, where would I hit him? Where would I hit him, right? He big. He got big old barrel chest. That's probably not the best place to do it. <laughs> he got long arms. Yeah, okay, you be stiff. You, 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 could, you could face a stiff arm. <laughs> then he had sweatpants on, but you could tell he had been doing some squats. Yep. So I said, let me go size this brother up, man. You know, let me just go see. Because I'm, I'm six two and a half, six three. Let me see what's up. My man turned around. I was like, "How you doing? Looking eye to eye, spread out. Hey. Like his chest got broad. And, 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 and Jay's like those ankles, like mighty tasty. <laughs> just slap him on the way I, Then by. I did the thing, and so I dapped up with him, and then his, you know, just he pulled him, on, he pulled him in. Right, but I, but I patted him on the shoulder. Uh. My man had muscles upon muscles. I said, "Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm not playing football no more." If he walked in the room and you didn't know, and I would, you would easily say. That's the number one tight end in all yeah, of college football. Yeah, for real. I mean, <laughs> and then the next day he had a suit on. That's it. it tight. Just tight. yoked up to the gills. But <laughs> with Wisconsin, here's the deal. Even though you have an NFL running back, and you can talk about you not using running back, you have an NFL running back with home run speed. They have the run and gun offense coming in, a new head coach, that's that's been given the longest runway of any coach in Wisconsin, new coach in Wisconsin history, to change the change the program to Cincinnati way, and a new defensive philosophy. They're ripe for the picking. How long is Fickle's runway compared to Rules? Oh, they're both there. They both. I mean, it is right. I mean, New York, is, LA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coast to coast. Okay. It's coast to coast, it, and it's no stop, no stoplight. For both of them, got the longest runway out there. Right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to go? You want to yeah. go? You want to yeah. go? Yeah. yeah. We know who the, we know who the guy is. Okay, both of them. Um, but the identity has changed, right? And you have a coach that come in that comes in with recent college football playoff success and turning around a program, but they're and offensively. They brought in five quarterbacks, okay? They're recruiting quarterbacks. They brought in a plethora of receivers. So the identity of that offense, yes, they'll still be able to run the ball. They're talking about going four wides and trying to get less guys out of the box to be more efficient with the run game. But at the end of the day, when you are playing against a team that knows what you're going to do and nobody knows if your quarterbacks really can throw, 
I'm still going to load the box up. So if you can't run the ball, you got to be able to pass. That's totally different than Wisconsin. So I feel like they're right for the picking. Their starting linebacker, who's an NFL caliber, one of their inside guys, is suspended indefinitely. That's a chunk in the hole. Benton got drafted in the second round. He was a problem last year. So he's gone. So what I'm saying is this. Every defense is strong up the middle. Two guys that, that led that defense of the strength is gone. So what I'm saying is they're right for the picking for Nebraska. So it's not the same. And then now we get to come to the, the people that we all know love to hate. Boom. And we went in there and beat them last year yes. is Iowa. How did they <laughs> – listen, poor Iowa, right? They got guys on the team that's gambling. The one guy that's just like Isaiah Lee, they, per fans, like it's no big deal because he's hurt. That lets you know he's going to be out for the season mm-hmm. and he's not on the team. So you get you get to slide past that. They go in the transfer portal. They make news in the transfer portal at Iowa City at a basketball game. They have three of the biggest transfer portal gets or potential gets at that basketball game. And just oddly enough, some Iowa fan posted it. Guess who it was? Eric All, Ernest Hausman, Cade McNamara. They closed two of those guys, the Michigan guys, one an all-Big Ten uh, quarterback or in, uh, that led him to the first college football playoff, lost to Georgia, and an all-Big Ten caliber tight end who just battled some – both of them are coming off injuries, and Ernest Hausman ends up going to Michigan, right? They must have told him how bad Michigan was. He said, I'm going anyways, right? Ernest Hausman's doing great up there, just all jokes aside. I was sitting back. Then they went and got, some, you know, as-needed receivers in the transfer portal, lost a whole bunch of guys. Got some guys, two NFL tight ends. They have told you last year, last year, if you listen to Kurt Ferentz, my offensive line will be grown up by next year. Well, it's next year. And we fixed our quarterback problem by Cade McNamara. Right? Didn't practice that much in spring. Everything's focused towards fall camp or summer camp, whatever you want to call it. Had their first scrimmage last weekend. Cade McNamara injured again. Now, is he out for the season? Most likely not. But what it does, as we talked about continuity at Nebraska, it stymies their continuity. It stymies their confidence. You have, a, you have an offensive coordinator who happens to be the, the head coach's son that has to score more than 25 to 27 points a game or he's fired. And the dude that you expected to remedy that, because everybody says, Iowa would be a top 10 team year in and year out because the defense and special teams are so good if they could have a quarterback. Spencer Peters last year was flat-out horrible. He had a negative quarterback rating, okay? Twice, not once, but twice. Or zero quarterback rating, not once, but twice. So the guy that's supposed to be poor Iowa. I feel bad for you about all of 0.0 seconds. You bring up the SP Plus numbers, and just skimming through them, I don't think there's a bigger gap, um, because they do offensive and defensive SP Plus. I don't think there's a bigger gap than Iowa's 78 spot Gap between their number one rated defense and their 79th rated offense. Yeah. That's uh, it's Hold on, boys. Projected to score 23 points a game, give up nine. Well, well that's a winning season. Yeah. That's well, a winning guess season. What? That ain't enough. No, that, that, ain't ain't enough, enough. For, that ain't enough for what? The, 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 what's Brian Ferris has to score more than 25 points a game. If it goes like this, bro, you might go to the Big Ten championship, but you still fire. You got to go. Well, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. If they hold, if they hold Big Ten teams to nine points a game, you going undefeated in the Big Ten West. 
if you just do this right here, yeah. you're going to be a top 10 team yeah. and you're going to the Big Ten Championship and you're going to face a, a, a Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, most likely one of the top the two that I mentioned first, and you're going to lose, and then your offensive coordinator, they're going to be calling for it. That's not enough scoring points. Because you're going to lose probably 40 to like 13. What did Jerry Seinfeld say? Hate to see that. <laughs> you know, the one thing I didn't – the one. Sorry to see it. Uh, the one thing I didn't get to do because I, I, Kurt Ferentz was impressive, and he was very engaging, and he was very, uh, you know, thoughtful. And he Jay was, likes he, old, old coaches. Well, like well, young no. coaches, Jay will kind of look at sideways, like, dude, they ain't done it yet. But the old coaches, like, nothing excites Jay Foreman like Dr. Tom Allen walking in the room. That's that's only because I I've, <laughs> I've worked with him. I just like I'm just saying you just I, have, I just like him just, and I feel bad for him. I hope he does well. He's he, he, you know, but Kurt Ferentz, I wanted to see what the like. How are you getting these recruits to come here? You got a lot of issues, bro. You got a weight coach that's just just out of control. You gone now. He went with Urban to Jacksonville, right? But he been there for like 20 years. You had a son that just pops off at the mouth. You lost to Nebraska finally when you had everything in front of you. All you had to beat is lowly Nebraska, who wasn't going to keep their intern coach. You had an offensive coordinator that didn't, even, like I heard earlier, that didn't even come down at halftime to do any adjustments. He chilled up there and ate a couple more hot dogs up there, and you still lost. And so I wanted to see <laughs> what made Iowa go, and he's ultimately professional. And, uh, and he's. I've been watching the Johnny Manziel documentary. Please. So my only response to that is, Dallas had. No, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Kurt, Ferentz, Kurt Ferentz has the best agent out there. Anytime that Jacksonville – because Jacksonville at this point in time, earlier in Kurt Ferentz's successful tenure, every two years they fired a coach. Kurt Ferentz was always up for it, re-up. Then they said, you know, we're tired of it. We're just going to do a lifetime contract. I wanted to ask him about the COVID year that Nebraska played there and the clapping. I wanted to ask him about that because – Yeah, he, I did it. That's why I wanted to ask him. <laughs> But I wanted to ask him about his comments after the game. What, are you complaining about yeah. clapping now? Like, are we serious? <laughs> right? I wanted to ask him, do you, I wanted to ask him, Kirk, man. Let's, let, now here's, the, here's the hardest question of the day. Do you guys do one or two claps whenever, when, when you're supposed to keep, he's like, are we supposed to be quiet? I mean, it was just the funniest thing. Yeah, no, uh, but here's the, this is the question I want to ask him, and I know that I would be thrown out of the building. But I want to ask, Kurt, question for you, honest question. Um, should the bag man be from Iowa or not? Right. <laughs> well, he is like, well, who's, <laughs> he, he'll tell you, say, well, is he betting or not? <laughs> he ain't a bag man. He's the guy that's supposed to hook. That's how they're paying guys. Listen, talk to this guy. He'll get you to bet. This oh. is where your extra NIL money and stuff that we promised you come from. But the dude that was telling them to bet didn't cover their that cover their uh, the trace. I, I love this text, uh, Aaron. Aaron, this is spectacular. This is spectacular. Is it a Ron? No, no. This oh. is different, Aaron. Aaron. He says regarding Iowa, it's going to be fascinating to see it all play out. Know where they're taking a knee or running down the clock late in games. Right. <laughs> That's like to get to that twenty-seven. Look, man, they need like he's got to do it. Imagine that it comes down to that. Right, and that end of season, you need that average. Field goals don't matter. Nah, we need seven. We need seven, Dad. We need seven. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? He's gonna be yeah. going deep. He's chucking and ducking. Hey. We got, we got uh, my man, um, 
unknown texter. He said he's hating. He said he, he look. I, I give you credit, unknown texter. He says, listen, I've drink. I'm drinking a full gallon of Haterade. He says pretty much Minnesota uh, eats soft tuned for breakfast. Thirty-one seventeen Gophers. He said Nebraska has a new quarterback. They never play for coaches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Minnesota has a big advantage. That normally is the case. Um, but Minnesota doesn't have their quarterback that's been there for 85 years, and the running back that there was the ultimate equalizer is gone along with the center. I keep saying this, and you need to, and you really need to get on board with me, and when we start breaking down film, good teams are good up the middle on offense and defense. That has not changed. It will not change as long as football is being played. I, I'm gonna, but I'm going to have to – we're going to have to clip that. And play that back to Jay several times a season. Right. Well, come on now. <laughs> like That's up to them. But I'm just saying, the Gophers had the advantage of eating soft teams because they just had the, the, the one of the top centers. Why do you think, you know, between, we had Cam Jerkins. This dude could have went out early. He stayed. One of, the, one of the best, if not the best center, particularly in the Big Ten in the nation, or one of them, right? Had him. Was he ever big all Big Ten? For Minnesota? No, no. It was Cam Durkin's over all Big Ten? I don't know. But he's just – I mean, he was good. But I'm talking about Minnesota had that. They had, no, they had uh, a quarterback. Bobby No Neck. Yeah. Third team in 2021 by the coaches. Honorable mention in 2021 by the media. And then who was – what was Minnesota centers? Give me a second. Because we like interviewed Schmitz him. or something. Remember we interviewed him yeah. and he came up and it, it looked like he had not seen a custom suit? No. <laughs> he had a 45-inch neck. <laughs> like he – like, he just been waking up doing the neck machine. But then they have the quarterback. Uh, AP first-team All-American, FWA first-team All-American, yeah. Walter Camp second-team All-American, yeah. All-Big Ten first-team yeah. in 22, second-team in 2021 by the coaches, third-team by the media. He walked into Big Ten media with his head on his shoulders. Right. Hetty Murphy. He looked like, <laughs> he looked like, you know what he looked like? He looked like Ram Man for He-Man. So the Minnesota had him for three years. <sighs> then you had the quarterback for three years. And then you had the running back for four years. That's how you're strong up the middle, and that's how you eat teams for breakfast, right? Yeah, yeah. So now that that is gone, or at least well, all three of them are gone, that's why I'm saying Nebraska has a chance. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what we'll see how it goes, man. And uh, we're gonna. He, he ran, man. He looked like Beetlejuice. He was Beetlejuice, but he had a big yeah, before the they is, struck the head, right? <laughs> he, listen. His head was so big, it looked like it was a barbecue pit. I was like, I looked at his head like, that definitely is eight and a quarter, eight and a half. You couldn't even see the, his, the separation right. where the top was, of his collar it was and, just the tie. A, and the thing It was is, just a spot on his neck. Right. And the thing is, he got a little ginger on him, and he's, fa- he's like pale and fair skin. That head, I mean, it looked like a basketball. Oh. That head And he was, sat down, you could hear it. You could, boom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Like Andre the Giant. Anyways, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the uh, – He had the Greg Valentine head. That, that's exactly who it was. Hey, texters, Google Greg Valentine, okay? Except for he didn't have the long, stringy, blonde hair right, and the mother. Right, right, This dude had Oh, my a, gosh. Right. That's him. That's it. That's good right there, Greg Valentine. Jay Foreman, DP, Austin, we're going to go to break. Top 100 in who Nebraska gets to see and who we're excited to watch as well. Uh, We'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.